For years we talked about the Farron region and the Zonai who used to inhabit that region in the era of wilds. We had many pieces of evidence, right? The barbarian armour was described as coming from the warriors of an ancient warlike tribe. All of the parts of this set were found at each of the labyrinths, and in the context of Breath of the Wild theory crafting, it was a bit murky whether or not the labyrinths were originally built by the Zonai tribe, and even to this day it's still fairly inconclusive in some theorists' eyes. For years this was nearly everything we knew about the Zonai, or kind of maybe new. It didn't stop us from making tens or hundreds of theory videos, but that was the extent of what we knew for sure. But the barbarian armour being created for the Zonai tribe was also something we supposedly knew, and now that Tears of the Kingdom is out, I can with a high degree of certainty say that the barbarian armour was not created by or for the Zonai. In fact, it seems like it very clearly was made for a normal human being, and well, the Zonai definitely aren't those. The two we see in the tribe over the events of the era of refounding, both Raru and Mineru, definitely have completely different builds than that of the Barbarian armor set. And even aside from that, the armor itself looks nothing like what they're already wearing. So today, we'll be taking a look at a couple of the possibilities for who this fake set of Zonai people were and what they did over the course of their history in Hyrule. I want to preface this by saying that the wider timeline will not be mentioned in today's video, so we'll just be looking at the history from the refounding of Hyrule and Tears of the Kingdom onwards. Uh, oh, and I won't be tolerating any the lore didn't account for this in the comments. Zelda's lore has always been an afterthought, let's be completely honest, we're just here to pick up the pieces, so let's go. After seeing the real Zonai at the start of Tears of the Kingdom, and clearly seeing that most of the Zonai architecture underneath Hyrule Castle had been crafted with the same general shape of Raru or Mineru, it seems fairly likely that the entirety of the true Zonai tribe looked like that, and so within like less than 10 minutes of time in-game, you already had to question whether the Zonai tribe were really the ancestors of people from places like Lolin Village, as we'd theorised they once were. So fairly early on into my Tears of the Kingdom theorycrafting experience, I was talking to Hyrule Gamer, fellow ZeldaTuber, about who we think the Zonai that we'd been theorising over in the entire lead-up to the game was because, at least to our knowledge, we had no clue that they would be completely inhuman. I'm sure many of us were just under the impression that, due to the barbarian armour fitting on Link, at least a few of their members would be of a similar stature to the Hero of Wilds. The main theory that came to mind initially was that the so-called Zonai tribe that we'd been all so obsessed with on the build-up to the launch wasn't the same Zonai that lived in the Farron region and created the barbarian armour, and I think that's a fair conclusion to come up to. In Japanese, their name always translated to mystery, so while we did know a Zonai tribe that did live, there was also a chance that two tribes, the Zonai and another, were mixed up at some point in Hyrule's history. If another tribe had lived in the Farron region, it'd be yet another mystery, but it wouldn't offer any answers, a lot like a lot of the lore questions that Tears of the Kingdoms tries to pose to the player. Over my playthrough, I pondered this conclusion, and I got to the point where I just surmised that there's such little evidence to suggest that there would be yet another tribe in Hyrule. Like, there's the Mirror of Twilight near Lolin Village, so the only one from the past that came to mind was the Twilight, but that doesn't make sense for so many reasons, just a ton of reasons. Plus, if there was another tribe that chilled in Faron, their culture would have been so similar to the Zonai's architectural differences that it'd be laughable. These two different tribes would be more similar than I thought. 
which leads me down to what I believe is the correct conclusion personally. Tears of the Kingdom's Zonai tribe aren't as an extensive bunch, there's just a couple of them left from what was probably a prosperous load of magic wielders at one time in history, and Raru, given his nature, was given the title of the first King of Hyrule after founding the land alongside Sonya. Raru is a Zonai, Sonya is a Hylian. As a royal family does, these two have guards. They can be spotted in a few places over the course of the memories, but we get our best looks at them in memory 5 and 6. They wear the same style of archaic tunic that Link dons on the Great Skylands, and they also wear a helmet that resembles an owl, or some sort of flying creature. We're certain that animals were a huge part of the Zonai's culture, so when the Hylians came to guard the new king and the queen of the lands, they were likely told to partake in Zonai culture along with most of the people in the kingdom at the time, as the Zonai was simply a higher set of beings than anyone else in the land. Another interesting note is that these guards wearing somewhat owl-shaped helmets is very interesting to me because owls in Japan symbolise both wisdom and fortune, which we'll get into a bit later on. Simply put, if there were more Zonai in Hyrule, I don't even think Ganondorf would have had a chance of taking over the kingdom. He even acknowledges that by saying that the Zonai must have seemed like gods when they first descended into these lands. In the same conversation, Raru says something that I think is important for the rest of this theory. Even if something were to happen to me, both my kingdom and the peace it brings, these will endure for generations to come. Let's be honest for a second. Generations really are not a long time in the Zelda universe. If you're saying generations, at the very least you're talking about somewhere over five generations. Around 300 to 500 years. Which is a notably long time to be sure, but it's not as long as the kingdom ended up thriving for. Going on sometime somewhere over 10,000 years now. That's sometime over 100 generations, and that's just a reserved guess. I think that Raru's contingency plan, that if something was to go wrong with him and Maneru, was already in place by this point in the story. We believe that Lolin Village in the present day, before its destruction, is run completely by people who descend from the Zonai. But what if that were only half true? What if the people that I've coined the fake Zonai, the imposter Zonai, in this video, aren't really imposters? What if they're the same guards and people from that era that took up the Zonai culture as their own? But first, what was that contingency plan? The plan that would keep the Kingdom of Hyrule alive for generations after the conversation in that castle. In this story, Raru isn't the only Zonai. I think Maneru was in on this plan. And we see a lot of the plans that were put into place by the two of them in the final quest before taking on Ganondorf in the depths. The secret entrance into the depths used to get to the Spirit Temple is a part of that plan, in my opinion. Raru had been told by Zelda of Link's existence and his courage as a hero. He knew that the knight that wields the sword that seals the darkness can get the job done if the worst comes to the worst, and more than anything, he would be his exit plan if things were to go sideways. It all hinged on that one fact. If everything else were to go wrong, Raru would seal Ganondorf until Link's time came, and I also believe that Mineru had planned to preserve her spirit within the Puripad as we see at the end of the Spirit Temple. So Mineru, Raru, and to an extent Zelda had plans for what would happen in the long term, but what about the short term, the after effects of such a battle? No disrespect to the sages of that time, but they didn't seem like the brightest bunch outside of our few main heroes, so you know. Since Mineru created an entrance to the Spirit Temple in the Farron region, she was likely tasked with setting up the Farron region as a habitable place for the Hylian people who have climatized to the Zonai's culture and wish to live in a similar state for the rest of their lives in case the members of the Zonai didn't survive the imprisoning war. So 
When the inevitable did end up happening, and Mineru's spirit was placed, for lack of a better word, inside of the Puripad, the Hylians who were close to the Zonai and their culture moved into the southeastern corner of the lands. And so, we come to the origins of the quote-unquote fake Zonai tribe, who, in reality, were as much of a member of the Zonai as anyone else of that era. At the end of the day, Ganondorf was the only one who was sealed away, but since a good portion of the Gerudo tribe of that time followed the Demon King into any battle, I have to wonder whether the remnants of this new Zonai tribe would have held a grudge against them, being hell-bent on war with the Gerudo after everything they'd put them through. Hence, they put down the owl-like helmets, and create new armor sets that show their brand new intentions. By using the original Zonai's reputation of being strong magic wielders, they would also be a force to be reckoned with if that reputation and their warlike intent properly mesh together. The helmet for the barbarian armor set even explains that it brings out Link's inner animal, a characteristic that the new Zonai tribe would definitely need. The skull in the armor symbolizing both the intent of death and the death of the three people that they were ordered to protect. Mineru, Sonya, and Raru. As mentioned earlier, owls symbolize fortune and wisdom in Japan. This new helmet would symbolize the opposite, both power and death. So at the end of the day, I believe this to be the tribe that mysteriously disappeared. As to how they disappeared? Well, I have one small inkling on that. As fellow Zelda Chiba Monster Maze pulled attention to in a recent upload, the Zonai and the Sheikah have many connections or parallels, and I think this is where the final connection takes place. A good portion of this new Zonai tribe went out looking for war against the Gerudo, while the rest of the tribe stayed in their homes as they were instructed to. Now that neither side of that tribe had a true leader, they prayed at the Spring of Courage. The Yiga and the Sheikah, two sides of one coin, and the denizens of Lawlin Village versus the warlike tribe who eventually died out fighting their battle, two sides of another, but very similar, coin. And each side of the Zonai awaiting the next king, who would somehow show up eventually, but that's a video for another day. These are the patrons and members of this channel. Sumji and Thomas Drury Wong are even cooler for being my top patron people, especially at the minute, thanks for bearing with me. Please subscribe for more weekly Zelda content and I'll see you soon.